uh, persecution and how uh, we can be seeds of fire, where we can go into these places where there was no life, and life can begin again and come back stronger. And so today we're, we're staying in Acts, but it's going to be a little bit different, okay? Um, and you'll tell by the title. I, I like that the title is Acts, but look at this title. I mean, so the preaching today is called Card Decline, You Can't Buy God. And so I had a lot of fun uh, with this message. I have a lot of little illustrations that I hope you understand and it doesn't go over your head. Um, And the reason why I do that is I want you to capture things about the Lord that you can connect to uh, an illustration where you could say, I remember what Aiden talked about because he talked about the illustration of the seeds of fire and how um, firefighters would set fires and things like that. I want you to connect to it. I want you to be able to think about a big message about the Lord in a simplified way. And so today, as, as I always do, I have to start with prayer, right? And so let's, let's just start with prayer. Father, I, I thank you, Lord, that you are good, Father. I want no recognition I don't want any glory, Father. I I want you to have all the glory and all the praise, Lord. You gave me this message, Lord, and I'm simply a vessel. I'm simply a mouthpiece, Lord, and nothing more, Father. I'm your servant, Lord. Humble me before you, Lord. Allow this message to go within my brothers and sisters' hearts and minds and souls, Lord. Allow it to to incinerate all the, all the gunk, all the bad things, all the habits, Lord. We pray, Father, that we would submit to you and to this lesson, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are good and that we have another day of life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So card declined. You can't buy God. You can't buy God. And so the purpose of this message is to show you that God cannot be bought controlled or manipulated god always himself god allows himself to be freely given through the holy spirit but not to be freely used for our own purposes and attentions and it might be a little different up there but i I changed it a little bit uh, just to clarify it a little more and so today we're going to be reading about acts acts chapter 8 9 through 14 And so this is the story of Simon. And it says this. It says, Now for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great, and all the people, both high and low, gave him their attention and exclaimed, This man is rightly called the great power of God. They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his sorcery. But when they believed Philip as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. And so in this message, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you ways of declining what God has given to you. And we're going to see this through the scope of Simon and the way he acted in this story. And so 
what we'll do is we'll talk about what Simon did, but then we'll reflect on how we often now can do the same thing in a different way. And so Simon allowed people to be amazed by his sorcery, by his works, and not by who he was as a creation of God. And what I mean by this is that he allowed those people to call him the power of God. He never said, no, this isn't my power. This isn't, this isn't God. This is me. He allowed them to, to associate with God. And how do we do this? Well, we can confuse our achievements for our identity in Christ. So let me give you an example. And this is a little funny example, but I thought it would be funny. So, um, so it's, it's like you're doing this magic trick, right? And you know the classic magic trick where you have the hat and you're taking out the rabbit out. Um, and so let's imagine. Let's imagine I have, I have the hat out now and I'm about to do the trick. And so I say, abracadabra. Or because I'm Hispanic, I say, abracadabra, right? And, um, and so I'm ready. I, I touch the hat and I take out the rabbit and you guys all start clapping, right? You're clapping, why? Are you clapping out of what I achieved or are you clapping out of who I am, right? You're clapping out of what I achieved, right? I achieved the trick. I achieved the magic trick. And you see, I can achieve something and still be selfish. I can achieve something and still be prideful. I can achieve something and still be lustful. I can achieve something I define as good and it not reflect God, it not be godly. Simon achieved sorcery, amazed the people, and allowed himself to be associated with God when in reality, inside, he was doing it for his own attention and purposes, for his own praise. Does that sound familiar to you? Because I know for me, it, it does. And I know, I know it sounds hard, but there is a way to change. In Acts 8, 12 through 13, it says this, But when they believed Philip, as he proclaimed the good news of the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women, Simon himself believed and was baptized, and he followed Philip everywhere, astonished by the great signs and miracles he saw. And so you see now Simon, the magician who, who was being called the great power of God, now he gets baptized. And now he's following um, Peter after the, the message of Jesus. And you see, it seems this way, but later on we'll figure out his true intention. And so Simon believed, got baptized, and followed a godly man, yet internally his attentions did not change, and he did not become a new creation in Jesus. You can follow me, you can hear my message, you can like my message, but you can truly not change in your heart. I can I could tickle your ears and, and sugarcoat the message, but does that mean your life has changed? It's up to you. You see, sometimes we say we believe in Jesus, 
we get baptized in, in the name of Jesus in water in front of others and follow godly people, but internally we are the same person or we have the same habits as before we met Jesus. It seems like it's all for a show. Like I'll get baptized because people will see that I kind of believe in who Jesus is. Or I'll tell people that I'm Christ-like because I kind of get what they're talking about. And so I know it sounds pretty harsh. um, And in reality, I, I believe it's true that we like to claim Jesus as our Savior in our own time many times. And it's not that we're claiming Jesus truly, but we're just saying it. We're claiming Jesus in our own time. And so let's explain it in uh, illustration, right? I, I like illustrations. And so it's almost like we're in this solo bargain with Jesus. And we say, Jesus, okay, I said you're my Savior. Everyone saw with their own eyes me get baptized in your name in water in Lake Elmo on August 18th. And it was sunny outside, and there's clouds over the, the, the lake. It was beautiful. And... Um, and I have someone who says they're a pastor. I'm not, I don't really know what that means, but I have one. And um, you know what? I have a gold chain, and it has a cross on it, and uh, it's 24 carats, Jesus. That's pretty nice, right? That means I'm a Christian now, right? That means I'm a Christ follower now, right? And we say, Jesus, so it's official. You're my Savior now. Congrats. You got me, Lord. You got me. But in reality, our life is still the same. You see, I, you can get baptized, you can say Jesus is your Savior, but does your life truly reflect it? And the reason why I said that little silly cross uh, necklace thing is because growing up, I grew up in the ghetto, and people would wear crosses, and when the minute you asked them, what, why are you wearing that cross? They were like, oh, you know, it's just for fashion. They, they didn't know what the cross meant. They didn't know what they carried with them, the message they were carrying. They simply wore it because it looked nice, because it was shiny, because it showed people that maybe they know a little bit about Jesus. And you see, what it means to follow Jesus, Jesus cannot be obtained through achievements or by our own actions Jesus is given to you by grace. Jesus is given to you by grace. He's freely given. And all Jesus expects is that you would make an effort to follow him as he changes you from the inside out. I think many times we become this perfectionist where we say, Lord, I messed up. All right, I'm going to back up from you, Lord. I need a second to recuperate. I need to get myself together, and then I'll come back to you, Lord. Or we can say, I messed up again. I I looked at the alcohol, and it looked really good, and so I'm going to back up again. I'm not going to go to Bible study. I'm not going to go to church because I feel shameful. And I think we we, we forget to realize that Jesus knows that we're unperfect people, that he knows that you live on the streets. That he knows that you live maybe in a situation with, that isn't nice. Or maybe you have relationships at work 
that are influencing you and making you say things you wouldn't usually say. You say, Jesus knows that you're unperfect, but will you forgive yourself for not being perfect? That's the question. And so in Acts 8, 18 through 24, it says, When Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, Give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Peter answered, May your money perish with you because you thought you could buy the gift of God with money. You have no part or share in this ministry because your heart is not right before God. Repent of this wickedness and pray to the Lord in the hope that he may forgive you for having such a thought in your heart. For I see that you are full of bitterness and captive to sin. Then Simon answered, Pray to the Lord for me so that nothing you have, nothing that you have said may happen to me. Is that crazy that Simon thought he could buy God. He thought that he could buy God through money. He thought that he can buy God through his actions, through his attentions. You see, step three in declining what God has given to you is that Simon tried to exchange money for favor, for power, and authority with the Holy Spirit. And so how do we reflect this? Well, let me tell you, we do what Simon did for a lot less nowadays. We try to exchange a little bit of our money for Jesus. We try to give a little bit of our time for Jesus. And we try to give up some of our unhealthy relationships at best for favor with the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God. Simon did it for money, but we do it for a lot less. We say, Lord, I gave you 10 minutes today. You're my savior now. Congrats. We, we like to say that because we did a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that, that it makes us Christ followers. But your life will reflect who you truly are. I know, I know all these things I've said so far sound really negative, uh, but I promise there's hope. Uh, before Simon had done this, we we're actually given the right way to receive what God has given us. And this is in Acts 14 through 17. It says, When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers there that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John placed their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. So, how to not get declined from what God has given you? Well, the Samaritans did this. They came not to Peter and John to exchange their achievements, their attentions, and their purposes for the Holy Spirit. They came with an open heart to receive, and what was already available and given to them with open hands, right attentions, and the right heart. 
You see, we can receive what God has given, given not through our own willpower, but by receiving what has already been given to us by Jesus with open hands, right attentions, and the right heart, and in effect, and in effect changing our lives from the inside out. And this sound, I think this is a, this is a pretty short message because I'm almost done. Uh, so, <laughs> have fun at Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> um, and so the conclusion, I, I have this little example that uh, Deb helped me with. Thank you, Deb. Uh, so if it's bad, go to Deb. <laughs> um, but, so let me close with this a- example. And... Have you ever walked into the store and you've gotten a full cart of stuff, right? And you went to the checkout confident, confident that you have enough money in your account. And the minute you put in your debit, uh, your debit card, you know, it's not slide anymore. Sorry, sorry, uh, old timers. It's not slide anymore. It's, it's chip. And so you put in the chip and you go boop, 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 boop. And you take it out and it says, Psh, declined. And you're like, wait, 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 I, I know I have money. Trust me, I have money. So you try again. You put it in the cart. Boop, 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 boop. You wait a little bit, take it out, declined again. And you're like, all right, all right, that's okay. You know why? Because I have a shiny credit card. And so you take out your credit card, and you're like, this is, this is a nice credit card. It has no limit on it. I mean, I could put millions on this credit card. And so you try to do it at the cashier. The cashier's watching you do all this, and looking at you a little crazy, and so you, you're putting in the credit card, and you go, boop, 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 wait a little bit, take it out, declined again, wait, I thought I had no limit on this credit card, why did I get declined? And if you didn't know, credit card is never, tr- credit cards are never truly your money, it's borrowed money, right? And often, you will often get in debt more than what you were in before, right? We've Some of us probably have endured that quite a bit. And you see, you you use the credit card. It has an unlimited amount that you could put on it, and the cashier still rejects your payment. And so let's turn it around. Borrowed money represents our attempt to pay for the things of the Lord. I believe that many times we could go to the Lord and we try to pay him out of our own actions. And so we, we put our, our chip in the card in front of God, trying to buy grace. Boop, 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 boop. Declined. We try again, and we, we, we put it in. We want to buy the Lord's love. Boop, boop, boop. Declined. And we try to buy identity, and again, declined. And we try to buy peace, again, declined. And the Lord's looking at us like, what are you doing, son or daughter, I've already bought all of this through Jesus. Everything in this store is free. No charge. Everything you need in the Lord is free. Just be ready to receive it and believe you can have it. Have your heart right and live in the grace, love, identity, and peace that I already paid for you on the cross through my son Jesus. Many times we try to buy out God when God is saying, I already paid the price. What are you doing? All you have to do is receive. If you want to receive, 
God, it is free. All it takes is a simple, simple heart posture and some words. But will you live it out? That's the question. Will you be a Christ follower that is actually, it's actually weeds that are hidden within the, the wheat? Or will you truly be the harvest that the Lord will come again and, and take? If you want this, this God, if you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior right now, for free, no cost, all you have to do is say a couple words. I just want everyone to put your heads down. And if there's anyone in here that wants to accept the Lord as, as, as their Lord and Savior, uh, if you could just raise your hands. Awesome. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Now I'm just going to pray this over you. Lord, for everyone's hand that is up, Lord, they want you and they need you, Lord. I pray for even those that are a little ashamed of raising their hand or, or embarrassed, Lord. You see their heart, Lord. Allow them to receive what's freely given to them, Lord. Allow them to not work out of the idea that they need to achieve your love and achieve your grace and achieve your peace, Lord. Allow them to accept it, Lord. I pray, Father, that they would leave here in light that you are the Lord and Savior of their life, Lord. And they can live a changed life, a changed life. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Jesus, that you sacrificed yourself on the cross for my brothers and sisters and for myself, Lord. Allow us to receive it. Allow us to believe it.